I'm Lindsay Hooper. Lockdown has tested all of us, not least the fact that we've had very little live sport to enjoy this summer. And for comedians, their stage tours are all cancelled. So we've made this, The Show Must Go On, a mix of sport and comedy, with a focus today on middle long distance running. Here's who's on today's show. OK, uh, wow, 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 it's Chef Gordon Ramsay here. And welcome, unless you're Jeremy Oliver, to The Show Must Go On on Union Jack Radio. OK, right, so joining Lindsay today on the show are British Middle Distance athlete Ailish McColgan and comedian Tom Deacon. Wow. Ailish holds the Scottish record for the 5,000 metre steeplechase and won a silver medal in the 2018 European Championships. In other words, she's very successful. The Gordon Ramsay of the running world, if you will. <laughs> Unlike anyone who's ever been to a Jamie's Italian, Tom is back for a second time. Tom is a comedian and DJ who regularly appears on Radio 1 and has been on Dave's one-night stand doing stand-up. Well, would you look at that? I've gone through a whole segment without using the word f- the show must go on on Union Jack Radio. I'm so happy to welcome today's guest back for a second time this series. It's comedian Tom Deacon. Tom, how are you? You're back for revenge, are you? Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not calling it revenge because revenge is a dish best served cold. And what I've done is I've heated some food up and I've let it go really cold. So I am ready. I am, I'm fighting. I am, I'm fighting fit, Lindsay. I am, of course, referring to the Home Decathlon Challenge. We do this every week. Comedians trailing 4-1 now. You've got some work to do later. Uh, any breakthroughs for you to returning to some normality at some point? Do you know what? I had a barbecue the other day and it was absolutely delightful until uh, cooking halloumi, it fell into the coals. But that, that made me feel, not the, the falling of the halloumi, but just being out in the sunshine, cooking a barbecue was, was delightful. So I feel normal again a little bit. I'm starting to feel that too. Just little bits, little movements that we're making. Today's athlete puts in the miles and she's from good sporting stock too. Welcome along to Team GB runner Ailish McColgan. Hi there. Hey Ailish. Now I'm going to pick up on both of those comments that I've just made about you in my intro. So firstly, putting in the miles. How many do you run in an average week, would you say? Do you know what? It's actually nowhere near the the same volume as my competitors. Just because I've had a lot of injuries in the past, but um, I suppose to the the average person, it's it's still probably quite a long way. So I'm averaging out around around about fifty mile a week, maybe wow. a little bit more than the the average person. <laughs> Everyone's putting down their chocolate bar right now because we're all feeling a bit of the swell during lockdown. Is that right for you, Tom? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm feeling that. Um, although I don't want to go on about it, I've been doing couple of 5Ks here and there. So uh, I, what I like to do is space them out between two weeks, give myself one week on and then two weeks off from a 5K. So <laughs> I, I feel I feel your pain uh, there, uh, Ailish. I, I feel it. You know? I'm sure Ailish would enjoy that routine. Does everyone in interviews straight away as well, Ailish, bring up the fact that your mum is Liz McColgan and do you mind that? Yeah, I mean, it comes up pretty much instantly. But it's to be expected. I mean, my mum was an incredible athlete. She had a, an amazing career. So um, I've been so used to it now. I mean, since the age of 12, there's always been that link to my mum. It really doesn't bother me at all. I think people expect me to be a lot more sort of pressurised or freaked out by it. But she's such a huge part of my career that um, I suppose it's a it's a little team effort from from the two of us and not just me. 
I think people jump to the conclusion as well that she's coached you for a very long time from when you were little, but that isn't the case. It, it actually came about more so the other way around that you inspired her to become a coach and other people wanted her afterwards. Yeah, so it was, I think, just the way most people get into sport, really. It was like a primary school teacher had um, put me down for one of the local races and I just absolutely loved it. I remember that day, I mean, I, I didn't win any medals that day, but I, I don't know, I was maybe fifth or sixth in the race, but I suppose I just fell in love with the sport and I begged and begged my mum and dad to take me along to the local running club with my, my friend at the time. And from there, I suppose I, I just tried everything. I mean, I did javelin, high jump, long jump. I mean, I was just a typical kid just with so much energy trying all the different events, but um, running was just the one that I, I absolutely loved the most. And my mum had said to me, do you know what, if you stick at the club for X amount of months, I'll come down and I'll start coaching because obviously she had the the knowledge of of the longer distances. And um, yeah, it just really took off from there. So I imagine that if I hadn't begged her to come down to the club, who knows, she might not have got into coaching. And even now, I mean, she coaches maybe about 100 young kids, all ages, all disciplines, and she absolutely loves it. You mentioned school life. There aren't many children, although I am with you. I used to do cross-country running myself. I used to love going out there in the winter and running through mud. I don't know why. There was just something about it. But I'm guessing, Tom, you might not have had the same affection for it as Ailish and I. Uh, no, not at all. I'll be honest with you. No, not at all. Uh, this uh, this this period of, of um, you know, social distancing and everything, I have got into running 5K, but that's just because I can't go and do Zumba. So, uh, so I've got into uh, a little bit of 5k running and I, I just, I'm, I've always wondered with long distance running has, has Ailish ever, have you ever run to a certain destination and just couldn't be bothered to run back? So you've got someone to come and pick you up. Cause I, I reckon that would be me personally. I don't think I run far enough to tire myself out. If I'm totally honest, I think I always have something in reserve. So I suppose I also pick routes that are probably a big loop so I know that I can get back to my house if I'm feeling a bit tired that day. Yeah, that, that's um, a smart move. I'm always spent after the 5K, so there's no... if in, Unless I put the loop in, I am really struggling. <laughs> I did do that with cycling once where I hadn't been for, for a ride for a long, long time and I went 10 miles and then realised, oh, no, I've got to get back and <laughs> everyone knows what saddle sore's like. I, I, I ended up pushing it up the road. It was um, not very well thought out at all. Um, Ailish, everyone will know you to date for competing in 3,000 metres steeplechase, 5,000 metres, uh, which classes you as a middle distance athlete. But very recently, you announced as well that you're making the switch to marathon running after the Tokyo Games. Can you tell us about that decision? Yeah, I think it's probably the the natural progression of most middle distance athletes that are have a tendency, obviously they're, they're running over 5,000 metres, to just have a a, a pop at the, the longer distances. I think it's the same sort of path that even my mum did as well. She started on the track and then eventually moved to the marathon. And I possibly would have moved a little bit earlier had I not experienced, I've had quite um, serious injuries over the last couple of years. And I suppose that's just delayed my my training and the process of moving up. But obviously a little bit of a, a stranger year this year as well with the Olympic Games now being postponed to 2021. So again, our plans have sort of shifted a little bit. But yeah, it's always just been something that I've I've wanted to do. I do you mean, I've watched it on the TV all the time, the London Marathon every year, and um, it just looks like an, an incredible experience. Do you mean, there's, it is a really big challenge for me because I, I don't enjoy, to be honest, I don't enjoy the long, long running. I much prefer the, the faster work on the track. So it is going out of my, my comfort zone and, and doing something a little bit different. 
But yeah, I just think at that point in my career, after the Olympic Games, I just think realistically I have to start moving towards, yeah, moving towards the roads and trying to make a really big play towards trying to make the, the next Olympic Games, the 2024 in Paris, over the marathon distance. And I think that's part of your your overall goal, isn't it, is to become the first Scottish athlete to take part in four different Olympics. Um, and that would be the case if you managed to do the marathon in Paris as well. I suppose with, with your mum, Liz, as well, winning in London, the London Marathon in 96, is that part of the target too? try and match there? I've never really looked at my mum's achievements and felt like oh, I want to match that or I have to match that. And that's probably why I've never really felt too much pressure because I've always just been able to differentiate between like, that was my mum and this is me and we're two entirely different people. We're two different personalities. We're two different body shapes, running styles. Do you mean, I feel like we're very different. Although everyone tells me we look identical and we run identical, <laughs> but I never really compare myself to my mum just in the sense that, yeah, it's a different, a different generation. I'm a different person. So I'll continue that moving forward. Certainly when I go to the marathon, it's a huge challenge, but I'll really just be focusing on, on myself and seeing just how far I can, can push myself. The show must go on gives you some real insight into the people behind the sport. We'll get to know Ailish even better over the course of the show. Plus, still to come on Union Jack, we hear her four motivational or inspirational songs. And they're being added as we speak to the overall series playlist, which you can find at unionjack.co.uk. Ailish and Tom will also recommend a film or box set for you to watch during lockdown. And at the end of the show, we have round six of the Home Decathlon Challenge. Our comedians, as I pointed out, have got some catching up to do. The score is currently athletes four, comedians one. Okay, uh, wow, wow, wow. Uh, Chef Gordon Ramsay here, and you're listening to The Show Must Go On on Union Jack Radio. Okay, wow. Well, Ailish, you've not been back in the UK all that long. In fact, you spent just about three months in Colorado, didn't you? So has that been quite a transition? Yeah, so we actually um, actually had a training camp in, in Arizona, it was provisionally, yeah, ahead of the the what we thought was going to be the Olympic Games. So we were there for, I think it was, we'd planned to be there for about six weeks. And then our flight got cancelled and we just had no information whatsoever from uh, the airline or the travel company that we booked with. So we were a little bit unsure as to, to what to do. So yeah, we, we ended up driving through to Colorado because there was more a lot more flight availabilities from Colorado than there was in Arizona. And it ended up being just under three months in total that we were out there. So it was a, yeah, a little bit unexpected, a far extended trip than we had planned. It's not a part of the world that I've been to, but I'm imagining it's very, very hot and also a lot of terrain for you to try and get around. Uh, Tom, as a comedian, have you ever been out that way? Uh, no, no, I'm a massive fan of NFL. So uh, I was planning to sort of head to Denver potentially and, and go and watch a game there with the good old Broncos. But um, Elish, I looked at your Instagram. Okay, uh, I, d- I don't know whether this sounds like it's a confession. It's not. Um, <laughs> I did see that you travel in some absolute style when it comes to cleaning products, sprays that you use. It's a pretty big <laughs> list. How stressful <laughs> yeah. is that to travel around with that amount? It's just bizarre now seeing other people in the airport doing what I do on like a daily basis when I'm traveling so um you're a bit like Naomi Campbell have you ever seen her yeah when I saw her post I thought that is literally me on a plane and everyone stares at you whereas now everyone's taking those extra steps so it's actually quite nice to feel yeah I feel included as a as a human now that everyone's making sure that they're also 
taking the steps to ensure the their seats clean their hands are constantly disinfected I'm just I'm so susceptible to picking up bugs when I travel and that's to be honest it's one of the the hardest things for me as an athlete actually is to stay healthy when I'm doing international travel it's so frustrating when you obviously you're training well you're training for months on end and then to to fall ill obviously then affects a big competition or your training for the next two weeks are wiped out so yeah I've always traveled with a mask with hand gels with uh, disinfectant wipes so um I've got antibacterial gel with me pretty much everywhere I go you had all the stock did you <laughs> yeah like we already had do you know, we already had face masks and stuff in the house as well so we were like very well prepared before this the pandemic hit we obviously hadn't hadn't planned for this but um I feel like everyone's in the everyone's doing taking the same precautions which is nice well that does not happen in the stand-up comedy world I mean that those microphones <laughs> I don't think have ever been changed at some of the biggest comedy clubs some comedians put the microphone in their mouth and uh will beatbox and everything so um imagine that I'm gonna have to carry my own microphone wherever I go now I don't think we like the thought of that. I mean, I'm I'm not quite as prepared as Ailish, but she's probably squirming right now, given that she's been the trendsetter amongst all, <laughs> all of us with uh, precautions. Um, in terms of music then, Ailish, you do all this travel. You've got quite a lot of time then going from place A to place B. Uh, I don't know whether it's more motivational tracks or just songs that have inspired you, but we've asked you to choose four for today's show. Can we get your first one? And can you talk us through which one you've chosen and why? Um, the first one was Massive Attack unfinished sympathy to be honest I just like all of their music I feel like it chills me out before a competition it's also played in sort of like montages and things sometimes so I suppose it just yeah gets me ready before competition really well here it is on Union Jack Radio to the show must go on with me Lindsay Hooper and this week I'm joined by comedian Tom Deacon along with Team GB runner Ailish McColgan. Uh, Tom I don't think we established last time what sort of music you like to listen to. Oh that is a that, that is a good reason um, I'm, I'm very eclectic in my listening taste but um, I love Massive Attack it's a, it's a great track that one and I particularly love the video to it which one continuous shot. Well there are three more songs to come plus Ailish and Tom go up against each other in our home decathlon challenge. To get reacquainted with the challenges what we've done so far you can head to unionjack.co.uk they're all on the show page you can try them out yourself. We were thinking actually why not have a family challenge and see who comes out on top. Ailish let's talk about lockdown then coronavirus and what that's meant for you. I feel that this is slightly one hand positive one hand negative but you can correct me either way. Uh, of course, running is one of those things that's been allowed to, to continue doing. So I don't expect that your training has been hampered too much in that department would be the positive. But I also know, and I imagine in your event in particular, it's the sort of sport that takes meticulous planning for you to get to peak at just the right time. So has the delay to the Olympics caused some real issues? 
Um, I think you're you're completely right in saying obviously my training hasn't been majorly affected because yeah everyone's still allowed to to go outside and run of course things like the gym are shut and things like that but I mean I can do stuff at home it's really not not a big deal at all I think if you're a swimmer a more technical event then of course it's it must be so difficult right now because you just cannot practice your sport at all do you know what I mean I'm very fortunate I can still go outdoors and go for a run it is obviously so much busier because everyone's now taken up running so that's the the unusual side of it is when I'm out for a run sometimes I mean I would pass one or two people the whole time but now I mean I'm passing people every probably every two meters along the along the paths I run on which is great to see I mean I hope it continues but it has just been a little bit surreal just seeing so many people out and there's that runner's code isn't there you pass someone and you give them a little nod do you do that no no that's not that's not a thing when was that a thing I'm no that's not a thing I I believe in it yeah I mean I hope it stays a a friendly atmosphere because sometimes I think when the paths are just so busy there's a little bit of chaos with just with bikes and kids and horses and people running and all sorts so um I think yeah a lot of people that have maybe come out for the first time are still to learn the sort of protocols of the paths <laughs> and spatial awareness don't get on your high horse again Tom <laughs> you wanted to do this last no, time I, listen listen that the paths in London are very very congested and busy however I have come up with a training technique um, and I've noticed and this is for running that look I'm getting into it now I didn't like it before but I tell you what the quickest I have ever run and I think maybe this is could be a training program for some of the the sprinters I have never run faster when I know I might miss a train, a specific train I've booked onto, and I do not want to pay on the day prices for the UK trains. I am lightning. It's the fear, the fear of missing that train and having to buy a brand new ticket. Is that something that you could see happening as a training technique? (laughs) I've done it through the airport plenty of times where I've absolutely (laughs) bolted through the terminal and obviously people stare at me thinking what the hell is this girl up to but I've actually been so proud that I've never missed a flight even when I've had to run there was one time I had to run 20 minutes through Brussels airport but I got there and there was like an older woman that had actually beaten me and I thought how has she done this I was like what's going on this is my job and this woman's beat me to the terminal but I'd like to I like to convince myself that she got like the little buggy or something because there is it can't be physically possible can I just double check with other people that is actually on my bucket list and not for any, you know, I just want to go on one of those buggy cars uh, just just to get in there. You know, sometimes I see a space and I think, is it would it be rude for me to ask to get a buggy <laughs> lift to the... It's really difficult to get one of those. I've missed two flights and still didn't get the offer of a buggy to try and get there in time. Just readdressing the second part of, of what I was mentioning then to you, Ailish, is, is this sort of peaking at the right time. There are those sports, and I think yours falls into it, where there is meticulous planning. And I just wonder if that's derailed you somewhat. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I think the fact that the Olympics has been postponed to pretty much bang on a year later, that makes life a little bit easier just because I'll probably continue with the same build-up as I did this year. Um, I think if the Olympics had been moved to the spring or to earlier in the year, that would have really been difficult uh, or more difficult anyway to plan I think the only the only unusual thing really this year is the fact that we just don't know if we have any competitions coming up at all. So I'm still continuing training in the hope that some sort of races obviously appear towards the end of the season and then I'll take my my normal sort of two-week 
break sort of holiday around the end of the year and then I'll start my whole build up to the Olympic Games again so I'll try to just keep things as pretty much as, as normal as possible it's really just this year is it's going to be odd just with with no competition so you're effectively you're training and trying to keep things as as routine as you can but at the moment there aren't any sort of end goals to be working towards but I am hopeful I think Things are starting to ease down now with the restrictions and the lockdown. Certainly across Europe, there are races starting to, to pop up and appear. So I'd like to think that we have, yeah, another couple of months maybe before some sort of competition opens. And I don't know how that'll look. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if there'll be no spectators. But um, yeah, I think the fact it's a year later makes it much easier for us to, to plan forward. And that's good to hear because you do wonder and you worry for, for athletes when they've been spending all their life and several years as well building up to these marquee events that, that it could really affect them. And we've had a, a variety of answers on this show. Some of the athletes have said it's actually benefited them from being put back a year and a few others have said, no, it's actually re- really been a hindrance. Um, and would, would you say you're sort of in the middle? Yeah, it just feels like another year, to be honest. I mean, it feels like almost we're just back in 2019 and I'm just preparing for another championship, although there isn't really anything uh, coming up. I'll just follow my same plan as always and hope that some races appear. I suppose it's just another year to to look forward to and to be aiming towards. Well, before we get your next song, Ailish, we heard from Gordon Ramsay at the top of the show. He's back with a question for you. Right, OK, so uh, Gordon Ramsay here. Now, I was obviously born with great cooking talent uh, as well as a face like a bulldog. But given that both your parents were runners, uh, did it make becoming a runner inevitable? OK, wow. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think a lot of people expect that just because my parents were athletes that I was just going to follow suit. And um, unfortunately, it's just not not the way it works. Do you know I mean? I, I've got um, three other brothers and a sister and none of them run competitively anyway. Do you know I mean? They're not a member of a, a running club or doing races or anything like that. I don't think it was sort of uh, written in the stars that we were all just to follow my parents because they, they did the sport. I think that's probably a... Uh, misconception of anyone that has uh, talented parents that are, are sporting sort of icons. It was just really always me, Jim. I don't know, for some reason I just liked running. It was just something I loved to do and I always was pushing to to get my mum and dad involved. They must have given you some good advice. My mum's obviously been there and done it at the absolute highest level. So I think whenever I go through yeah, serious injury or a period of training which is just rubbish. I mean, it's nice to have someone there that's been there and done it and knows that there are going to be so many down points in the sport. You always said to me, I mean, there's going to be a lot more lows than there are highs in athletics and that's what you are taking on. I mean, there's going to be good days, there's going to be bad days, there's going to be people that cheat you, cheat their way there. There's going to be so many different obstacles to overcome. But I think that was one of the best things she did then because I was... I suppose fully aware of what I was getting into um, and really it just came down to the fact that I love I loved to run and I still love to do it now so um, I think even if I wasn't a professional athlete it would still be something that I use as a way of clearing my mind and uh, staying sane it's my my sort of mental mental release. Um, I'm intrigued as well Tom to, to wonder what your parents uh, best advice for you over the years has been. Uh- Lindsay, they've had lots of advice that I haven't taken, and if only I could go back in time. Uh, that they've they've mainly said. I mean, I'm going to use a polite phrase: "This don't be an idiot." And and I've broken out on several occasions, which reminded me just when Elish was talking there that I I met Mo Farah 
after I'd done a, a 5k park run in the morning, which I'd been dragged to, let's be honest, I'd been dragged to it. And I decided my opening gambit with my Farah was to ask him, what do you think about when running? Because I did a 5k today and I just didn't know what to think about. <laughs> I mean, imagine of all the stupid questions to ask someone who's an incredible long distance runner, what do you think about? But yep, uh, we had to work together and he had an odd look for me for the rest of the show. So there you go. Okay, well, I'm crossing that one off my list for you, Ailish, anyway. So, um, okay. <laughs> uh, what's your second track uh, choice of the show? Uh, you went for Massive Attack first time round. This time you're going for? Um, it was Stormzy and Ed Sheeran. Stormzy and Ed Sheeran. So this is Own It. Um, I have to say that Stormzy has been the most popular choice. I don't know why that is on this series, whether it's something connected to sport. Do you think so? Um, yeah, possibly. I think just... Maybe it's just the the beat in a lot of his music is quite, I don't know, it gets you like hyped up before you race. It's definitely something that's on my pre-race playlist. I feel like I get into the zone when I, when I start listening to it. There must be something in that. So let's see if we can get everyone fired up. If they want to have a mini workout whilst this is on, feel free. Here it is on Union Jack Radio. Own it. Girl, you just own it. Cause your body's on fire. Show me how to control it and go ahead, you bring it higher. Girl, I love how you roll it. I put my hand in, hold it. I'ma be right by you. I'ma be right by you. I'm Lindsay Hooper and this is The Show Must Go On on Union Jack Radio where I'm joined by comedian Tom Deacon and Team GB runner Ailish McColgan. Still to come, we've got the Home Decathlon Challenge where we pick comedians against athletes plus two more songs chosen by today's guest Ailish. I wonder what you've been doing in lockdown apart from running Ailish. Can you fill us in there? Um, Not an awful lot, which is, to be honest, again, like the whole lockdown quarantine has pretty much been just our everyday life. Like myself and my boyfriend are, are both professional athletes. So we live a really boring life. I mean, we stay indoors pretty much all the time and really just go outside to train. I only I only train once a day as well. So again, it's sort of fitted within within the guidelines. Yeah, it's pretty boring. When people go on about quarantine, that's just my that's my everyday everyday life. Um there's a lot of Netflix watching in between. I have a nap during the day to recover. Yeah, it's really not overly exciting, to be totally honest. I picked up on the Netflix watching because it's really great for us to talk about this because we have a film and DVD recommendation that we give out each week. So I've got high expectations now, Ailish. What would you say is something that people should never miss? If you've got a lifetime to watch something, what should you watch? Um, so I was quite gutted that I'd already watched Prison Break because I felt like there's so many episodes of that that you can get lost in it and it can take weeks to to really finish but it's such a good box set like it is brilliant and I have literally completed probably most of Netflix and (laughs) there are only so many yeah there's only so many like murder documentaries I can force my boyfriend to watch before he starts freaking out any any sort of weird documentary I've probably already seen it so that's why yeah I recommended Prison Break I take it the three of us have seen Tiger King yeah 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 
Uh, I watched a bit of Carol Baskin, um, <laughs> but but I haven't completed it. Uh, we we sort of stopped. It was just too weird and too magical. Like I think Netflix and other places you can watch stuff. You need something for every mood you've got. So we'll watch that. Then we'll watch a documentary. Then we'll watch like a comedy to try and I don't know show all sides of our personality. So what mood have you been in lately since your last choice? Okay, I'm so glad you asked me, Lindsay. Uh, Listen up. If you haven't watched this, uh, it's called Dead to Me, and it is incredible. There's two seasons of it. Uh, Will Ferrell has part created it, but it's brilliant. These two people who are going through grief because of a murder have come together. It's comedy. It's lighthearted. It's a little bit dark at times. There's twists. um, And now I know you like the murder things, uh, Elish, so you're going to love this, and it's brilliant. Well... I'm going to take note of that. I've got so much to watch, though, now from all of these recommendations we've been having every week. I do recommend you finish Tiger King, though. Um, Roger Federer is here with a question for you, Ailish. You know, I think that as an athlete, you know, obviously you have to make loads of sacrifices. And luckily for me, you know, the sacrifices I've made have all paid off because obviously, you know, I'm incredible and everyone agrees. But, you know, what sort of sacrifices have you had to make as a runner? And, you know, how difficult were they for you? Um, I'd say I'd say the hardest thing for me is certainly being away from my family. There's several months of the year we'll be on a training camp and then we'll link up with the GB team ahead of like a world championships or Europeans or Olympic Games, whatever major competition there is. And then it's not until you sort of at the end of the year, you add up how many months you're actually away from home. And it's a huge, huge amount. Pretty much all the time, really, I'm missing yeah my little brother's birthdays or my little sister's birthday my granny's 80th was like a really big celebration and I was away training friends weddings do you know I mean it's, it's those sort of moments that are that for me that's the biggest sacrifice that's the hardest thing to to miss I mean I even missed my mum got remarried again and um, I even missed my mum's my mum's own wedding because I was away oh. uh, preparing for a world championship so it's I'd say that's for me the hardest the hardest part I think we're very fortunate of course we have we have WhatsApp, we have Skype. Do you know I mean, as you know, during the lockdown period, everyone's been able to contact their family and friends probably more than they ever have done. So for me, that's pretty much what I what I rely on. Um, mm. At the end of the year, I have two weeks where I go on holiday with um, with my boyfriend, but the other two weeks when we come back are still a bit of downtime for me. So I'll go back up to Scotland and I'll stay with my wee granny and with my dad and see my brothers and sister and just spend as much time as I can with them. Usually my mum I see probably at Christmas time and then maybe one other time throughout the year. So that's certainly for me uh, the, the the hardest sacrifice to make, I think, with with the sport. You mentioned that your boyfriend is an athlete. That must help with you motivating each other. Also understanding those sacrifices. I think he's a, an 800 metre runner, is he? Yeah. yeah. And then I was thinking, Tom, what would it be like if you lived with a fellow comedian? It would be awful uh, because um, you kind of, you're always talking about the thing that you do i love the fact my girlfriend has nothing to do with comedy so that so that i get interested in in her world uh, she's a teacher and i'm like when she comes home she tells me something and i'm like rah the kid didn't say that did they ah oh. and then it excites me and then she'll ask me uh, about comedy and i'm like and this happened she's like oh, that's really interesting do but, you steal um, the stories as well for your sets Oh, 100%. Like, I mean, she's far funnier than me. And all my friends tell me this. They also say, you've got a keeper and you're punching and all of this. And that's that hurts my confidence. But um, <laughs> but yeah, definitely I'm inspired by those stories. 
to live with another comedian, we'd both be looking for the punchline all the time. And no, 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 thanks. See, it works in some industries and not in others. Uh, Ailish, what is your third track then you've got for us? Um, it's Western and Into. Western Into. Now, why this one? Um, it's just a song that actually my, my boyfriend plays a lot. So I feel like it's just got stuck into my head. They're obviously a British band as well. And it's literally the only song that I know from them. But he's just played it so many times around the house that, yeah, it's become, again, part of my, my playlist warming up before a competition. So, yeah, that's why it's on there. This could be a new one for me. I'm not sure if I've heard it or not. So let's let's play it and I'll find out. Here it is on Union Jack. I'm just in my zone You'd be lying if you said I wasn't certain that you're into, into Don't be starting in front of your friends, you know what I'm into, into Don't need to hide it You could be mine, let's take it slow Man, he's a hater All in the slide, I came This is the show must go on on Union Jack Radio, a mix of comedy and sport to help you get through lockdown. Ailish McColgan has chosen three motivational songs, but there is still one more to come. Western, I have to say, I may have heard it in car journeys, I think, but I hadn't realised they were a British artist even. Um, yeah, either did I, to be honest, until I looked into it a little bit more. But again, it's always one of these songs that's like played on the radio nonstop. It does remind me of summer as well, so maybe that's why I, I shoved it on there. I'm all for those songs that remind you of summer and holidays, yes. Um, <laughs> what What is next for you then? Uh, you're back in Cheshire now. You're trying to adjust after the, the time zone switch as well, after being in, uh, in Arizona. What's the near future looking like? It really just depends on how quickly things start to open up again. As I said earlier, I can still get outside for, for a run. I have all sorts of cross training equipment in my house as well that I've I've bought over the years um I've made like a little I call it the cross training dungeon because I've got like a spin bike a treadmill and a cross trainer all crammed into this tiny tiny what's meant to be a laundry room is now just a cross training dungeon so I have that in there as well so I, I've been able to continue training as normal to be honest it hasn't really been disrupted too much but it's really just now yeah waiting to see how how things start to open up I know that Europe is starting to put on a few races, mainly just in their their own countries. So the Norwegian Diamond League is going ahead, I think, next month. We have a few provisional dates of competitions that start end of August, September and October. But of course, it's really just playing it day by day, week by week to see if those will actually definitely go ahead or not. But I'd say that's what most track and field athletes are now preparing for and moving towards just hopeful that yeah some sort of competitions go ahead there's been very little live sport to watch at the moment um but we've been setting a little game of our own each week so we're going to find out from john McEnroe what this week's home decathlon challenge is thanks lindsay so today the macarena challenge tom and ailish have 30 seconds to perform as many macarenas as possible Yes, Macarena's. Remember that popular dance move of the early 90s? There are eight key moves that have to be completed before the performer can do another set. Why not join in 
over at unionjack.co.uk. If you don't, you're a massive jerk. <laughs> so this challenge had me laughing at the thought of it. I don't know why. There's just something in my head about you both doing this. What did you think? What was your first thought? For me, it was trying to remind myself of the actual Macarena because I've seen a few variations of it throughout the years. So I was trying to remember what is the actual, do you mean the proper one? Yes. Well, you both nailed that. So you got that spot on. Okay, great. That's a lot of school discos when I was younger. <laughs> I was I was going to say school discos were like just a can of like fizzy sugary drink and I was away dance moves I may have said earlier on that I've taken up 5k's because there's no Zumba classes I was technically joking about the fact I, I go into a Zumba class I'm not an avid Zumba class but I feel like I would absolutely smash it and based on this challenge I'm ready because as you said at the beginning of this show Lindsay I need to step up for this comedians you do that's why we're going to make Ailish go first here we go Okay, so Athletes versus Comedians Challenge is the Macarena Challenge right now, and it's Ailish McColgan, athlete, up first. Started her stopwatch. She's got off to a good start. She's moving efficiently and smoothly right now through the motions. On to her fourth Macarena. As we just come past the halfway point right now, she's checking the watch again, but moving through looking pretty good. Now onto her seventh Macarena as we enter into the final stretch. Onto the eighth one. Will she get a ninth? No, she won't. That's eight for Ailish McColgan. Strong performance. Something quite big for Tom to beat. Big for you to beat, Tom. Very precise. I liked it, Ailish. You, you moved through those very quick. Um, and Tom, you now know that eight was the one to beat. Let's see how you got on. Okay, now it's the go of Tom Deacon, the comedian in this Comedians versus Athletes Challenge. Remember, he's got eight to beat from Ailish if he wants to win this one. He's rattling through these Macarenas with a lot of energy and a serious set of snake hips that scream to a Streetly Come Dancing producer that he'd be an awesome candidate for the show. Rattling through these, remember, Tom's got to get eight to win. He's on to his seventh right now. Now is eighth. Is he going to get nine in the time to win? Let's have a look. No, he will not. That's the end of time. And at the end of play here, we're tied. <gasps> a tiebreaker. I have to say, Tom, the snake hips, it was making me giggle. If anyone has chance to go over and look at these videos, they're on Twitter, at Union Jack Radio. Uh, I, honestly, I love the moves. You've got a bit of hip shaking going on. Listen, I was told whilst being recorded from my girlfriend. She said, put more into the hips, more into the hips. I had to. As Shakira says, the hips don't lie. However, it is a tie. We've got a tiebreaker question then, because we have to get one of you to score on the overall leaderboard. Now, Los Del Rio were the act that actually came up with the Macarena. I think they've lived off the earnings from just one song all of their lives. And they are Spanish. So my tie-breaking question is all to do with Spain and the latest figures from last year, 2019. Nearest million in population of Spain, please. Um, and I think we will let Ailish go first again. Oh my God, do I definitely have to go first? Can Tom not give me a good idea of, of his range and then I can just go higher or lower? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, no, no, because I don't know why you've come to me. I, I have no background in geography or population numbers, but do you know what? I'll take the compliment. Thank you very much. <laughs> 
Although I think you were just trying to make sure I go first, so you just go one above. Yeah, pretty much. That was my logic. I should be prepared for this by all these Zoom quizzes I've done, but... Do I hear typing? Are you cheating? What an accusation is that, by the way? This is such a low blow to come in now. <laughs> I'm going to say, oh, I don't know, 20? Not 20 people, million? 20 million. <laughs> 20 million. Okay. So what would your thought be, Tom? Uh, sorry, the population of Spain in 2019. I'm going to go with 20 million and one. <laughs> Tom's nailed it for the comedians. It was actually 46.94 million is the population from 2019, according to the latest figures. 26 million off. <laughs> yes, but don't worry. You've actually made it more interesting in the overall leaderboard because it's now 4-2 to the athletes. Comedians have pulled one back. Uh, we've also got another question for you, and I think this could be, as it's Ian Sterling, um, another comedian, um, Tom's favourite question. Hello, mate. My question is, what do you like to think about when you're running by yourself for long distances? Does it get a bit lonely? <laughs> I imagine Ian would quite like to do the voiceover for people's runs. That would be quite entertaining to watch. Do, do you think about mathematics and accountancy, Elish? Do, do, do you think about that while you're running? <laughs> Have you researched me before we've come on here? Because <laughs> Yeah, I don't fuck about. I needed to make sure <laughs> I won for the comedians and I have done just that. So that's all that matters. You, you studied at the University of Dundee. Uh, well, my figures are wrong today, but yeah, I did. And no, I literally do not think about numbers or maths at all. It's like, it's crazy considering that was exactly what I wanted to do with my life at that point in time. But um, yeah. It's been a long time since I was at university now, so there's definitely no math figures going around my mind when I'm running. I know that you still have a run to do today, so we're not going to hold you up any longer, but thank you very much for coming on the show. Where can people follow your journey? Probably mostly on social media. I try my best to give an insight into the ups and downs of, of being a professional athlete. Um, so yeah, they can find me at Ailish McColgan, just my own name and that that's it really I try to update that as as much as I possibly can throughout the year and hopefully you guys will see me in in Tokyo next year I'm sure Tom will join me in wishing you all the best in that we hope to see you in Tokyo and then as well with this transition to marathon running for Paris 2024 as well thank you yeah I I, I really uh, wish you all the best as well. And just let me know if you want me to send you my 5k running times. Just let me know. Just uh, message me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great to have your, uh, I might follow your training plan of the week, week off in between. It'd be nice. Your third song, Ailish Western, uh, reminded you of summer. And I think this final track will get everyone in that summery mood as well. Uh, what have you opted for? Um, I've picked Calvin Harris. Um, to be honest, it was, it was difficult to choose a single song because Calvin Harris is also Scottish. He's actually the first gig that I ever went to as a kid as well. So yeah, he just feels like a good a good one to pick. Um, and the song I went for was Giant. Thank you very much. We'll leave everyone with this. Join us again for more next week with The Show Must Go On when we shine a light on women's football. Until then, goodbye. I understood loneliness what it was I saw the pills on your table for your unrequited love I would be nothing 
without you holding me up. Now I'm strong enough for both of us. Join us again with more athletes and comedians for The Show Must Go On next week. And if you're enjoying the series so far, please remember to subscribe, rate and review the podcast. Goodbye until next time. The Show Must Go On is created by Offside Productions Media, supported by the Audio Content Fund.